Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aft Geeks Podcast. I'm uh, your host, Adrian, and with me today again, we have Bakari right there. What's up? Tell people how you doing. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little tired today. Them kids been running me wild. Hey, hey. I know your pain. I know your pain. Hey, but we, we here, though. We do an episode one day about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just been, it's been exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's been exhausting. Man, when I tell you earlier today, I had, she, she got into the dog food. It was in the living room, it was in the kitchen, it was in the dining room, and her bedroom. She was literally just dragging the dog food around, just spreading it everywhere. You got, it took me like 30 minutes to clean up. You got to put that dog food on like the the little, um, like the large Tupperware at John's. Just put it in that thing, man, so they can't, you know, kids ain't really good with unfastening things. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I didn't think it was that big a deal because the first couple of days, like she we had this dog for a little while, a week now, and she ain't messed with the food one time. So I'm thinking, oh, I don't need to put it up. Messed up, messed up. But oh, yes, it's always going to be anyway, the first time for everything with them. Yeah, you're right. You're right because she she probably just wasn't paying attention to it at first, she, and then she peeped it. She was like, oh yeah, we messing with this. Mm-hmm. This this, this stuff we're about to get into. So let's go ahead and pick up where we left off last time with the with the buyouts. Yeah. Oh, uh, so basically the uh, Brooklyn Nets <laughs> got any and everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, they got everybody. Everybody that wanted to get, that got bought out, basically <laughs> every big name, basically. Yeah. But how do you how do you how do you see that going? I, I see they picked up a lot of offensive firepower, but defensively, you obviously see they still need a lot of work. I don't think they're worried about defense. Um. Their head coaches and the defensive coach, their best players and the defensive player, their second best player and the defensive player, and their third best player and the defensive player. So I don't think defense is at the top of their list right now. And I don't really think when they have full strength, it'll be an issue. They're putting up 120 a game, you know, when they have fallen at all cylinders. Um, I think the Blake Griffin addition, it, it intrigues me a lot because, you know, coming off the bench, he doesn't have to perform that that star power role that he was having to do with the Pistons and back in, back in the day with the Clippers. And he can, you know, he don't, he don't gotta be on Lob city, Blake. you know, he just had to give him some, some decent, decent skills some decent offense. Um, so there's some spark off the bench. And I think they were kind of missing that, that consistent veteran presence, even though they were pretty deep in their starter. Yeah, I, agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, Blake Griffin coming off the bench is just so deadly because a lot of people say he was washed and everything, but honestly, it just looked like he just wasn't engaged in Detroit. He didn't want to be there. I mean, that's basically all it came down to. That's what it looked like. I think two things can be true. I, I mean, he he is. I watched is a harsh term. I mean, he's, yeah, he's older. He's he's had surgeries. You know the way the way his game was when he was younger it takes a lot on your knees. You see the same thing with Derrick Rose, but I. Like you said, with the engagement piece, I think that's true too. It's it's hard to be engaged when you're in a losing team and a losing culture. So, especially when you did, you never asked to go there. Like they, he was supposed to be the guy there. He was supposed to be locked in there, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, then he gets traded out of nowhere. He everybody's caught up, like like you know everybody's caught off guard. Everybody's like, whoa, whoa, we thought Blake Griffin was gonna be a Clipper lifer. Yeah, he gets traded. Yeah, everything like that. And he's like, whoa. And then he's in Detroit. Like I said, he didn't ask to go to Detroit. He never – in Detroit, 
try to get that move, try to make a power move, but it's hard for them to. It's it's tough because you make that power move and then it don't work out. Mm-hmm. And then because it's not working out, y'all at the bottom, then he even he disengages even more. Yeah. So it's even worse. And then Blake Griffin made a good point because everybody was talking about that um the Nets getting stacked off his pickup at first. He was like, Y'all told me I was washed. So y'all been saying the whole time I've been washed, I've been doing X, Y, and Z. And now I'm with the Nets. And now all of a sudden I'm an all y'all say I'm an all-star coming to a stacked team. Right. He said, How does that work? Y'all been saying I was washed. I thought I was washed. And he's he's been solid, you know. All they like, I agree. They don't need a lot from. They just need a little ten to twelve points off the bench. Mm-hmm. That spark. You see the basketball IQ still there. He still makes because you know Blake's. You know he's a fairly good playmaker, and you still see those plays get made once he'll drive to the basket. Mm-hmm. You or he'll pass and he makes that extra pass, that no look pass, or catches somebody that's wide open, and you're like, oh, he still has the vision. He still has everything else like that. Yeah, he's a talented that the guy. normal bench person didn't have it. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So his talent, like, it's just his athleticism is gone. So he's relying more off the IQ and the pass and all the other stuff because, which is, well, there's no problem with it. He he still because he's still effective with mm-hmm. it. And he still has enough athletic ability. Like we, you see it with LeBron when you're uber athletic in your in your younger days. When you get up in those those early 30s, late 30s, and some of them start going away, you're still you know, more athletic than the least athletic person in the NBA. So he, he has just enough to contribute to the Nets. And I, I don't have a problem oh, with absolutely. ring chasing, man. Everybody gets mad when these Asian stars, they start ring chasing. They start – because they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, what would you do if you had a chance to win? You would just not do it because of principle? That makes no sense to me. I mean, you see a lot of – oh, man. I saw on social media people were talking. They were talking about, like – Oh, they were slandering KD and they were slandering all of them for the super team thing. And they were like, I would rather there a lot there was a bunch of stupid points made. One one of the cats said that if his favorite team brought in a bunch of superstars and it made it unfair to the rest of the league, mm-hmm. then he'd be he stopped being a fan of that team. And I was like, You're an idiot. Yeah, he's a liar. You're an idiot. And he's a liar. Yeah, he's a liar. Like, yeah, he, he, he like literally everybody there's not one person who's a fan of a team would be like, yo, if LeBron, Steph Curry, and and Luka wants to come to the same team, I'm going to be like, no, nah, that's too much. I can't do that. That's not fair. Nobody's going to say that. They're going to take a stacked team yeah. and get a stacked team. So, I mean, these these buyout, these buyout free agents that's, you know, trying to find a ring, let them do what they do and let them go to work, man. They still got a hoop. They still got to go line up on the court and, you know, put balls in the basket, man. It's, it's not just guaranteed because they own that team. And if they buy out candidates, they probably weren't as effective as they should have been with the team they were with anyway. It's not like you're getting, a, you know, a top-notch, you know, beginning of the summer free agent anyway. Sometimes you're getting somebody that the fit wasn't right or the the performance wasn't up to the expectations of the team. I mean, these guys are not coming from great situations. So it's not like, you know, it's not like the KD and LeBron situation where they're forming super teams that is going to play for teams that's already good. Let them cook. Exactly. I have no I have no problem with that whatsoever. I have no problem at all with anybody trying to go get a ring because if they don't get that ring and if they go down in history without a ring, the amount of criticism and everything that comes with that mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like like people get upset at all these players that didn't have rings and be like, "Oh, they're overrated. They're this, they're that. They're excuse me, they're this, that, and whatever. 
look at John Stockton, Carl Malone. Everybody critiques them and slanders them and everything else. And they get pushed further back in the all-time list because there's people that are similar to them, but they want to ring. Yeah. They want to ring. And then when Carl Malone left to go try to ring chase and everything like that, if Carl Malone wins that ring, a lot of his narrative, even though he's not going to be the main factor, he's not going to whatever, a lot of that stuff, his, his narrative is going to change. Where a lot of people are starting to put him in the fourth and sometimes fifth top, um, like greatest power forward of all time. Then he jumps back up there in like top two, top three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because people like people like we can't put him ahead of Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan had five, and he he was like Tim Duncan is a great offensive defensive player. He's a great player. Plus he got five rings. They talk about Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's a great player. Plus he has a ring. Dirk, great player, got a ring. And then a lot of people, you starting to see a lot of people put even like Dennis Rodman and players like that above uh Carl Malone just because they're like every like, okay, yeah, they have all these things, plus they have these rings. Dennis Rodman got five rings. They put them, they they factor that in, they put it over him. And it's it's tough. It's real tough for a player to just go down in history without a ring. So if they have a chance to get a ring, because nobody's gonna remember how they get their ring, um, you know. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years down on the road because no, no no one's going to care. They're just going to be like, he got a ring. Right, right, right. He has a ring. He has a championship, and that's going to factor in in his Hall of Fame speech, mm-hmm. and that's going to factor in in his Hall of Fame resume, period. So that's just that's just how it's going to – it's got to be. And as tough as that is, I mean, people can get over I know a lot of people have that old-school mindset. I saw people even complaining about the three – they were complaining about the, the buyouts – the trades, people leaving, no loyalty. And they were complaining about things like the three-point ball, people shooting so many threes. They could just complain about a lot of stuff, and that's basically all it is. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. Cause you see a lot of the – for I feel like a lot of the younger viewers and younger young um, younger watchers of the game don't really have as big of a problem of people, like, moving into the better situation as, the like, the old school, the old school cats. Because they're like, oh, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Hey, DeMar DeRozan is a perfect example of what loyalty mm-hmm. will get you. Trade, Man, trade him away like, and go get a ring without him, right? Yeah, and then they'd be like, oh, you're not working. I know you the only person that ever stayed with Toronto because Toronto could never get no big names in free agency. Mm-hmm. None of their big names ever stayed. They had T-Mac left. They had Vince, Vince left. Any big name Toronto ever had left because what, nobody want to be out there in Toronto, Canada. I hear that it's really great up there. No offense to Toronto, but you know, if you get this kid that's off the streets of Detroit or off from LA, from California, where, you know, wherever they're from in the US, they want to go back to, you know, places like that. They don't want to be up there in Toronto, Canada. That's not my a place that they just Yeah, only Drake wants to be, be in Toronto for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like you see all these other players are like, nah, we don't want to. We don't want to be there. Yeah. So it's like you have somebody that's fine. Like, yeah, I'm a Toronto lifer. I'm a be here for y'all no matter what. Mm-hmm. And people, all those Toronto fans were riding with them. Like, yeah, like they remember they had that hate thing for Vince for the longest time. They hated Vince because they just felt like Vince left them and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And everybody hated Vince. And it's like DeMar DeRozan, they were loved. But it, but I will say, and we I know we're talking about the loyalty thing, but in the Raptors case, it did work. But just because it worked doesn't make it work, quote unquote, right? 
I mean, even an even worse example of the loyalty thing is the Isaiah Thomas with the you know the Celtics situation and you know, him, him coming back so soon after the playoffs. But I don't even want to I don't even want to get into that because you know I got my drink I got my drink right here and it's Saturday night, so I might start crying on the pod if we get deep into that situation. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think that, about that, LaMarcus that, that, Aldridge, that was, man? That was tough. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be – I mean, he's been – he was solid. He, 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 he When he his first game, you know, he stretched the floor. I felt like he did what he was supposed to do. He's just going to be a big body that comes in, you know, 16, 18 minutes a game. Stretch, like I said, stretch the floor, hit a couple threes, hit a couple jump shots, and that low post game is still there. Mm-hmm. It might be a lost art, but he's really, you know, he's one of the elites when it comes to the post-up game. So it, it it is just another big body yeah. for them to have. The post game I feel like ages just well. t- Yeah, it ages really well. Cause you don't have to rely on your athleticism yeah. for it. It's always gonna be there. A whole bunch of punk like punks. oh yeah, just a bunch of front of face. Just like that was at the twenty fifteen, no, twenty fourteen NBA finals where Tim Duncan came in, he hit like fourteen straight on points, mm-hmm. just cooking Chris Bosh. And they were like, I thought he was old and unathletic. He had nothing left. He just catch it, one dribble, over the shoulder, bank shot. Another one, boom. It's just like, yeah, that that the post game work ages really well. And I feel like just give LA DeAndre Jordan's minutes, bro. Get DeAndre. I don't want DeAndre Jordan to touch the floor again. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he don't need to touch the floor again. There's honestly no situation you feel like that? where you should have DeAndre Jordan in the game. You feel like that? I feel like that. DeAndre Jordan is a menace to the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. That man comes in, he cannot he don't he can't guard on the perimeter. First of all, and they're already small, so they switch a lot. So they switch a lot, and he when he gets on the perimeter, he gets fried because he doesn't have this athleticism anymore. He doesn't have the quickness, so he gets cooked there. The shot blocking, he's not an elite shot blocker anymore. He, he's lost a step. Mm-hmm. He gets there uh, like a step too late usually. He's not affecting jumpers no more. People aren't scared of DeAndre Jordan anymore. Like You know, people back then, you know you would think twice before challenging him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People be going at him like he's food. Like, well, you know, these young boys DeAndre Jordan, so anymore. what? Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so it's like what, 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 and then he can't on offense. All he's doing is gonna catch the occasional oop. He's playing like he was playing. A, he's playing over twenty minutes a game and averaging like five boards a game, averaging like six, seven points. He's not doing anything. And those six, seven points are coming off oops. Like those, those you know, those garbage points where Harden just lobs it up to him. He catches oop, and you, I feel like you don't need DeAndre to do, to do that. You can give Clacks in those minutes. And you give L.A. and Blake Griffin those minutes, and they can do what he's doing and do better than him. Do the same, if not better than him defensively, and space the floor. Yeah, I really, so he just has no reason. I really don't want to see Blake Griffin play over fifteen minutes a game. I think, cause I think that allow, and not like he wouldn't be good because he's not trash, but I think that allows him to feel comfortable and be effective, just knowing that he he's not old, but he his knees are old, you know. Yeah, his knees are old because all those surgeries. Yeah, so it's just like let him let him get that good fifteen minute run in, and you know he'll feel like he impacted the game, and just 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 don't play him fifteen minutes over fifteen minutes, man. That's all I want. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what you think about? So you, you talked about Lamarcus Aldridge. You talked about Blake. What about the Lakers pickup? What you think about Drummond? I'm not a fan of Andre Drummond. <sighs> I know I'm uh, I'm in the minority. Are we, are we a lot really, of people. I was just talking to one of my. You gotta say something what? good. You gotta start with love before you start with the hate. 
Like you didn't even be like, man, I respect him as a basketball player and this that. I don't. Damn. <laughs> like I know. Like I'm just. I'm not gonna sit here and lie on the pod that I, that I do. I don't think Andre Drummond is as good as a lot of people say he is. I didn't think he was that good with Cleveland. I don't. I didn't think he was even that good in Detroit. And one of my, like I said, me one of my homies was talking about it. And he was like, "Well, he's been around these bad teams and all this other stuff." And he's like, "You, he's like, I know you're big on analytics and all these other things, but it's not like I know he's shooting one to three feet, but a lot of those are contested and everything else like that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I understand, I understand." He was like, "And he's a career like fifty percent shooter, so he's making at least one of every two shots he goes." And I was like. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And we just we just gotta agree to disagree. But the analytical side does not favor Andre Drummond. His rebounding is great. Mm-hmm. He's a great rebounder. Mm-hmm. His defense is not the best. It's 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 it's, it's com- he's competent enough on defense to affect some shots. Can't switch. Can't do anything else like that. But he can affect shots. Um. Offensively, he is god awful. Mm-hmm. He can't shoot a mid range jumper. He can't shoot outside of three feet mm-hmm. and outside of three. So I'm like, that's why I, that was my biggest criticism. I was like, he doesn't shoot outside of th- one to five feet. And he is, well, this year he's even worse. He's shooting 47% from the field. Right. And I was like, a big that does not shoot jumpers. Is shooting under fifty percent from the field, and what what are we supposed to do with that? And I said, even over his career, it's like, yeah, he's like 55, 56, blah blah blah. But it's like a lot of dominant bigs. And I said, because I'm just, I'm just, if y'all were to put him as just like an average big, I wouldn't have a problem with Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, he's a solid starter in the NBA. But it's the thing where everybody talks about. He's supposed to be the Lakers' third star. Oh, no, he's no, supposed no, to. No. He was an all star. That's that's what people right, have been saying. Right, that's, I was like, that's it's why me I and you here. It's me and you here. So let, let's just back up. Let's slow down. All right. I, I hear your heart racing a little bit. Just calm down and let me <laughs> just let me drive this thing for a little bit. All right. So got what it. I see. Tell me what you think the Lakers are missing. Outside of LeBron being active right now, tell me what you think the Lakers are missing when they're fully healthy. When they're fully healthy, mm-hmm. um, another spot up shooter and a and another big because Anthony Davis refuses to play the Boom. center position. Boom. So what do they do? They peruse the buyout market. They got another big, and not only did they get a big, they got a a nice size physical big who can crash those boards. And when I watch LA play. They're horrible on the boards. I, I think LA is one of them. I think they're a team full of pretty boys. I really don't think they like to get down there and get dirty. But I mean, now you got Drummond who can do that. Like you said, AD doesn't like to get down there and bang with the centers. He refuses to do that. Which doesn't make sense to me. Because when he sets his mind to actually going down there and banging on the boards and sets his mind, because I think it's a mental thing. When, when he sets his mind to do that, he is such an animal. Yeah, but it, but I'm, I'm sure but it everybody, hurts. Like, he ain't. Like he, he put he put muscle on and stuff, but he's still not like the thickest dude in the league. Like I'm pretty sure it hurt. I mean, I still the, I mean, golly, like he 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 roughly the same size as Giannis. I know Giannis is built, but he roughly the same size as Giannis. And Giannis, that's all Giannis is done. They're doing Giannis is banging him down there. Giannis is quicker though. Like 
Giannis, Giannis gets that first step to the lane, and then he's building momentum, and then he can't get bumped off his spot. And, I mean, once again, like you said, a lot of it's about mental. A lot of it's about want to. So they, they went and got that dude that can bang on the boards. I mean, they, they feel the need. They're not going to need him every game. He's not going to be a star. But they're going to need yeah, him yeah. for one game and one series. And if he shows up, it'll be worth it. Tell yeah, yeah, that, if he plays the Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee role, mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I don't have a problem with that at all. My, like I said, my whole thing was just the star thing. Because even Drummond thing, he was a star. Cause he said, he remember, he wanted a max contract. He wanted a max contract. This He a free agent this um, offseason. He wanted a max contract. And I'm like, who's paying him a max contract? Well, that's what you're supposed to say. You're not supposed to say, well, pay me what you think I'm worth. You're supposed to be like, nah, pay me all yeah. the money that you can give me. And then they'll they'll meet you somewhere in the middle. I guess I just I'm not I'm not like I said I judge him based off of what people say he is. If people say he's a good quality starter, my view of how I'm gonna rate you is against other good quality starters. So who do you compare if him? If people against? say you're an all star and you are a star, I'm gonna compare you to other stars, and then that's when I start being like, nah, I'm critiquing. Nah, 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 nah. But like I said, if he's a starter and just a you know average starter in the league, Lakers got to steal everything else like that. And that's all they expecting. Got to steal. He going to be good in that role. You expecting an um, all-star? I don't see it. Uh, Third star? I don't see I it. I understand what you're saying, but it's just so much venom laced in your voice that this sounds irrational. But I, I get it. Uh, he's he's not <laughs> he's not a star in the sense of you know being revolutionary on the offensive end. I think like Blake Griffin, I think engagement would do a lot for his the eye test that you see when he's on the court. So mm-hmm. just definitely, I definitely expect to see a engaged Andre Drummond during the playoffs, and I, that's really all it's about. As long as he shows up, game him. he was cheeks. Hmm? I said his first game he was cheeks. Oh yeah. You're his harshest critic, man. <laughs> the two people I critique the most are Andre Drummond and Russell Westbrook, and I and I ride for Russell Westbrook. And I, people think I'm not a fan of. Him. I like him, but I just critique them. I've had to, so much. I've I've had to like. So I try. I think as a Thunder fan, I try my best not to critique Russell Westbrook so much because, like, the mm-hmm. the nicest. And the the meanest thing you can say about Russell Westbrook as a Thunder fan is his effort is there. Like they'll be like, "Oh man, no one gets more effort on the court," but it's like his he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't think the game, you know. And he's he's a point guard. He should think the game a lot more. A lot of his shit is just full speed and go. And it, the stats look good. You can't deny the stats. You can't deny the effort. But the result always leaves more to be desired. And so as a fan of the team he played on, it was very frustrating. But when he got traded after he requested a trade for mind you, you know, it was it was easy to look from the outside in and then kind of get a sense of like just who Russell Westbrook is as a person, and he just don't give a fuck. Like that that's that's the reason Russell Westbrook gets the flack he gets now from the media. And he gets the flag he gets now from the fans. And I don't really think he gets it from his teammates that much. Like if they do, they don't talk about it. No, no, no. His teammates, if you if you see any or hear any teammates talk about Russ, 
I don't know why my mic keeps spiking like that. Mm-hmm. But you hear any um, teammates talk about Russ, they always say he's a ride-or-die teammate. He's there early. He changes the culture. When he got to Washington, they were talking about he changed the culture and everything, like how he comes in there, he shows up to work every day. When he showed up to Houston, it was something. It was similar to that. When Victor Oladipo and them got there to um, OKC, they were talking about, oh, yeah, it's crazy seeing, like, how you see him on the court in game time going 100% yeah. and vocal and all that other stuff, all that passion. Mm-hmm. They said that's him at practice. That's that's Russ all the time. Yeah. He's just going to always give it his all in anything he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's going 100%, and he's, like, he's leaving it out. So you can't ever say he didn't give everything. That's that's the one thing you can never say, that he don't give everything. Yeah. And it, but it if me. he was a shooting guard, I would agree that he would be, you know, much better. But as a point guard, like you were talking about the thinking aspect, the IQ part, like sometimes he his body moves faster than his mind and he makes mistakes because he's going 100 like miles an hour and he doesn't slow down. Yeah, and so that's why he always is up there in turnovers and everything like that. Yeah, I think I think he's really stubborn in his way of thinking. Um mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's really baffling cuz you look at his athletic ability even now after knee surgeries and him being in his 30s and three teams later, two teams later, he he's still not a consistent shooter. And at this point in the league, like, you know his worth ethic. You know you've seen him be able to hit the 15-footers early in his career. Why has there been a regression in that? Like, it doesn't make sense. And if he works like you think he would work based off what you see on the court, why hasn't it been rectified? Does that make sense? I mean, I feel you. I, I always wonder where his um jumper, where his jumper was. Right. I I, I don't understand because that fifteen footer is even it's starting to fall away with age, which the jumper is supposed to continue on. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to but get better. But I with always age. wonder. Yeah, it's supposed to get better with age. I always wonder where the three point jump shot went. Like he 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 he's such a poor three point shooter. And he like he loves the three ball. He what well, except for whenever he was in Houston, he didn't shoot as many. But when he was OKC, he shot quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Even in Washington, for a while, like he he's 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 regressed on his three point attempts. But for a while, he was shooting a lot of threes. And it's just like, why are you settling for threes? Right. You don't have to settle for threes as athletically gifted as you are. You don't have to settle for this shot early in the shot clock. Because off the pick and roll, you can get this. Off the pick and roll, he's gonna get his team a bucket whether it's off his hand or he puts the ball in somebody else's pocket for the open shot. Like it, it's just yeah. frustrating to watch. Um, and he he's having a decent year. I'm not going to hate on him, but it's just I the results. I, I, I won't hate on him. I'm just going to, I just get a fair critique no matter who the player is, unless the player is Rondo, then I'm biased. Every other player I'm going to give critique to. Hold on. Fair, You're biased on Rondo as in, like, you, you judge him too gently or you judge him too hard? I judge him too gently. I mean, Rondo's been my favorite player of all time since I got to the sport. Uh, I loved him what's called at Kentucky. I loved him in Boston, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he – yeah, he's – like he's one of the big reasons I'm a Celtics fan too. And I like I ride or die with Rondo. He's always been my favorite player. Everybody in my family knows that he's my favorite player. You don't realize when he got traded to the Mavericks, bro, I had to turn my phone off. I got like 40 plus messages from all my like homies at the time and my family just blown up. Like, how do you feel? How do you feel? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, especially since I'm from Dallas. So yeah. a majority of my family's Mavericks fans. So they're talking, oh yeah, he's coming. Are you going to become a Mavericks fan now? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, nah, I'm still riding with Boston, but 
I mean, I'm gonna support Rondo no matter where he goes. Yeah, I really thought a, that was like, that's my favorite too. player all time. I thought that Mavericks, I thought that Mavericks trade was gonna work. Uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't see it because the Dallas Mavericks were never a. If you watch Celtics game, a lot of the the offense was ran through Rondo, and he you know he makes plays for other people and everything like that. Because Rondo's not a great shooter, right? When he goes to the Mavericks, the Mavericks didn't have the offense where it just runs through the point guard. Their offense is ball movement, moving the ball around, and then everybody can space the floor, anybody can shoot, and everything like that. But that should, but especially the, have, the ball movement should go hand to hand with how Rondo plays. I mean, he should be able to manipulate the defense in order to move the ball. I mean, it just it could have worked if he wanted it to work. I'll just put it like that. It, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I get him and would. him and Rick Carlisle butted heads a lot too. Because Rondo and a lot of coaches said, like even Doc said, they said it's hard to coach a player like Rondo because his IQ, his basketball IQ, is so high, and the way he sees the game is so like crazy. Cause you know, he's like he's a point guard on like so what he's seeing on the court is hard between, uh, for a coach to understand sometimes be like hey i know you're saying this is what we need to do but this is what is happening and th- we need to change it and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know the coach like no th- we're gonna run my scheme this is what i'm the coach i see i understand where you're coming from but this is what we're gonna do because doc even said him and rondo like they butted heads all the time but he was like it was a healthy relationship because he's like he understood where he was coming from he's a He's a, you know, he's a high uh, IQ player. Same thing with Rick Carlisle. They butted his, but Rick Carlisle was more like he's going to have that role. And then Rondo was shooting a lot of more threes in Dallas because he was spacing the floor. And that's not his game. You have him playing a game that's not his. Y'all are butting his. He's getting frustrated. He's obviously frustrated. He's ignoring you and everything like that because y'all are running two different. Y'all, you he, the way he wants to run his offense and the way you want to run your offense are two different things. Yeah, you are gentle with Rondo. And they're both alpha personalities that didn't want to change. Yeah, you are gentle with Rondo. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, yeah. All right, like I said, ride or die, always. I still got that number nine Boston jersey in my closet. It'll never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, so it's just whatever. It's always going to be there. Rondo is always going to be my favorite player of all time. But let's go. Let's go ahead and hop into his break real quick, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk some of this drama that's been going on in the league. So we're going to be right back. are back you know we had a nice little short break got some to drink deal we had to do and we back to discuss this drama mm-hmm. you know man first of all let's start off with the your your, your favorite player beef let's, let's let's go ahead and talk about kevin Durant and you know rapaport like what would you what'd you think about that i personally enjoy when players tell people that don't play basketball to eat a dick um that <laughs> My my favorite part was he called him what do you call him like a pale he called him a pale something and told him to eat. he told him like a pale and told him he was a cum guzzler he said a lot of wild wild things yeah I mean it's it the shit was funny to me I think people are too sensitive and they they always accuse KD of being sensitive but then KD wasn't the one that 
you know, posted the text exchange on the internet, essentially looking, Talk for, about it. essentially looking for help. So who was really the sensitive one, you know, and then Katie got to get on, you know, the podium after a basketball game and apologize for people seeing it. He didn't apologize for saying it, which I respect, you know, he's apologized that people had to see that, but I mean, it's, I, I feel like it goes, it's the same for both players, you know, Katie and Westbrook. The media and people that don't be on the court always got something to say about this or that that they do. And they get they've been nitpicked ever since they left OKC. So I mean, eventually they, they were nitpicked in OKC. I mean, yeah, but for different reasons. You know, they they, they yeah. would nitpick about the on court results, right? What can they do to get to the finals? What can they do to win the finals? What can they do to get it done? Ever since they left, you know, in you know, in Katie's case, in Katie's case especially ever since he left. It was, um, it was always more like a psychological thing versus his basketball talent, and I feel like at a certain point, as an athlete, I mean, I know we feel like this is, I feel like this is workers. When when our work is done and our boss is still bitching or like people around us are still bitching, the customer is still bitching. What is it really about the workers? Is it just about who I am? Is it just about me? Do you just hate me? You know, it's the same thing with these basketball players. So I, I got a ring. I I got MVPs. I've averaged three. Three seasons worth of triple doubles. What more could you fucking want from me? Or just because you just don't like me, you got a personal beef with me. So if that's the case, then I, I'm well within my rights to say, fuck you, eat a dick. And that's what Katie did. Yeah, Katie, yes, that is. I mean, I, I, I agree to a certain extent, like, especially with the comparing to a job thing, which I feel like a lot of people forget that these, at the end of the day, Yes, they're being paid millions to do this job, but it is a job. Like you're not going to tell a CEO of a company be like, "Oh, you get paid millions, so just do the job. Just do this." Like that's just it's like they they're talented. They they put in the work to get this far. Just because they're professional athletes and just because they're paid lots of money doesn't necessarily mean you can say whatever you want. Like a critique a, a healthy like critique that's fine you know yeah. like when we like when how we go here we just talk about them everything like that mm-hmm. but when you actually come at them and insult their character insult all these other things yeah. then it's like you like that like this is still a, a man at the end of the day mm-hmm. i'm a basketball player second i'm a man first right. like you like that's just how it is and you're not gonna just talk to me any kind of way you're not gonna do all this x y and z yeah when again, I'm a man at the end of the day. Yeah, you're not and safe when you just because you're behind a keyboard or just because you're behind your phone. Like you're not safe. Like you saw KD invited them to meet him on whatever street. Like meet me on 10th Street. You know, like come catch these hands. It's just you. You're not safe. Like especially if you're a celebrity talking about other celebrity. Like I'm going to see you. So just watch your fucking mouth. Yeah, watch your mouth. Like you don't. There's not necessary. And I know a lot of people were hating on Katie. Like, oh, of course he's gonna pick a fight with um, Rappaport. He's not trying to fight nobody else. But all these other people, and he's like, that's the person that's picking a fight with him. He's like, you wouldn't pick a fight with all these other big guys. Blah blah. I said those guys ain't saying nothing. Exactly. Like he he resp- the thing I respect about Katie. He responds to everybody. Yeah. He ain't got no problem. He don't care what you look like, how big you are, whatever. He gonna res- he responds to anybody that has something to say. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that he got caught with his burner accounts. Because now it's like, <laughs> it's like when he got caught, it was just like, oh shit, people know it was me and nothing happened. So I could just pop my shit in the open now as myself. And I feel like that, mm-hmm. 
I feel like that's like his way of coping and just popping back at the trolls. I really think I do think KD's a little a little sensitive, but that's not a that's not a character flaw. That's just humanity. Like people fuck with you all the time. You're gonna you're gonna feel it. So I mean good more power to him, man. Keep telling these motherfuckers to eat a dick. <laughs> I want to. I want to see him say it on um, TNT. I want to see him say it on national television one time. He said, "That's what you want to see." Yeah. Uh, he not gonna say that because the NBA fined him what's it called fifty thousand for that. Even though that's nothing to KD. Yeah, what's that like? A, they still, they... That's a that's a four for four for him. <laughs> Basically, that man as much bread as he's making with all his endorsements and everything. His contract, yeah, he he not sweating it. But I know the NBA had the you know they had to find him because of what he said and everything. Mm-hmm. But like again, I don't have a problem with everything like that when he when people call people out. Like whenever he called out Stephen A. Smith and Stephen A. Smith was like, "Oh, I'm not the one." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and, and, and it's not like KD said anything. Why he said, I, "I don't talk to Stephen A. Smith. None of my people talk to Stephen A. Smith." So I don't know why Stephen A. Smith out here dropping news like he knows us. Like, I like how he knows what's going on in my life. I feel like KD was lying. Yeah, the kiss that about the Steve A. Smith. Stuff? Yeah, I feel like he was lying. Just because why? Because I I respect Stephen A. Smith's integrity more than I respect KD's. Um, <laughs> because like when you're, I feel like when there's certain statures of like celebrity, but you feel like you have to like protect yourself or isolate yourself from like certain things, mm-hmm. and like you have to keep your decisions like up close and tight and shit, like the way you think, like close to the vest. And I think KD's in that that stature. And there's another one, like in Stephen A. Smith's case, where when you say things with your your whole chest, it's because you know you can verify your shit and you can back it up. You know, so it's just like I don't really think Stephen A. Smith will will say someone told him some shit and they didn't tell him because I fuck up his credibility. And you see what his credibility got him. He got him fifteen thousand shows on ESPN. Like, you know he. I swear this motherfucker was at the U.S. Open one time. Like that's that's for credibility to get you. So why mess it up by lying? I just it just he has nothing to gain by lying. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I feel you there. I feel you there because he it's not like he needs the clout. It's not like he needs yeah. anything like that. So I, I see what you mean. There. Stephen A. Smith still will still be on ESPN after KD retires. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He'll still be talking in sports and basketball about the next person that's coming up, next person that's on the come up and everything like that. So I I feel you there. But I mean, in the other situation, like when JaVale McGee called, they call Shaq a coon and everything because Shaq was always going. (laughs) Well, Shaq is, Shaq is a little, Shaq is a little passive aggressive with that shit. I really don't know what the fuck his problem is. Shaq is sensitive and Shaq is a coon. I mean, I agree with JaVale. Oh, well, you are a Celtics fan. Yeah. Nah, man, nah, it's not even on that. He played with us for a year. It's not even on. It's just because Shaq still got that old mindset that like it's like not everybody can eat. Mm-hmm. Like he he it's like he's scared that if somebody else is eating, then that's going into his pockets and that's taken away from him eating. Uh, see, I don't even believe like that because hates- Shaq got money. He got money, but it's the, I'm just saying that's the way it comes across. Yeah. Like whenever he just hates on players that say nothing to like Javon McGee said no, it's, it's funny about he's like, okay, whatever. The Rudy Gobert stuff, whenever he was just slandering Rudy Gobert by getting paid, like, okay, cool. And then Donovan Mitchell, he told Donovan Mitchell just to his face that it's just like he don't think he's basically saying he don't think he's all that. He don't think he's the star that everybody else thinks he is. Blah blah. Donovan Mitchell just looking at him like 
Okay. So like, what do you want me to? So say? let me ask you this: So you grew up around like older black men, right? Yeah. So you, so you've been in a situation where your uncle or someone said, "I bet you won't make this shot," or "I bet you won't," "I bet you can't do this." You ain't just like you, you know the reverse psychology that older black men use. What Shaq does is no different. I don't see it as that because it comes. It's it's more so hate because. I see it's more so hate because you saying like, oh, I bet you can't do that. I bet you as I say, because the way you come across it, you're like, okay, cool. You're like, ah, whatever, blah, blah. And it's like still not where it's like a hate. First off, like, it's not hate that Shaq is my... better than every nigga he's talking about, which he is. So it can't, <laughs> it, it is still hate. It can't be hate. It's still No, it's fact. If, man. if I'm better than you and I say you're trash, then you're just trash because I mean, relative, you're trash to me. So... Man, so it can't. That's what a lot of those old heads be in the so in the in the comment section saying too. They be like, I mean, Shaq, and her look at his credential, blah blah. blah credential. You, you need like, to. I don't give a. You need I to. don't care about that. You need to. That don't. That does not give you the right to say whatever you want and just hate on these. Players. Then why he's saying it without repercussion? Exactly. Because exactly. nobody. I mean, because he's it's certified. entertainment. Because he's exactly. No, that it's too. entertainment. That too, it's like entertainment. He's certified. Man, forget Shaq. He he a hater. Okay, so let's let's replace Shaq with someone else. What what can what's the what's the what's the line for Michael Jordan to say something? Can can Michael Jordan shit on somebody with with honesty? Can he? Can he go to Donovan Mitchell and be like, yo? Can he go to Donovan Mitchell and be like, yo? You ain't the star you think you are. Michael Jordan tripping if he say I'm that. gonna say that's hating. That's hating. I'm gonna say hating. I'm like, what? What you? Because it, especially if it's just random. Is, is it like I can? Is see it just hate because it doesn't sound nice? Why isn't it constructive criticism? No, no, no. It's not. It's not because you're just saying because it's. I think it goes with the randomness of it. Because it's not like Donovan Mitchell just came up here like, oh yeah, I'm an all star. I'm X, Y, and Z. Don Mitchell didn't say nothing. He's just chilling. He had a he had what he had like forty that night, and he just came up there. And he was like, "Yes, yeah, a great team win." All the other stuff, and they just like, "Oh yeah, you not what you think you are." What? What? What are you talking about? Wait, what does that have to do with anything? What? What? what why? Why did you just feel the need to say that? Like it's like you're trying to get a reaction out of me. Why did you feel the need to say that? I can understand if I was like, yeah, I've been hooping lately, blah, blah, blah. I made the all-star game, only big things to come up, blah, blah. And he's like, hold up, you're not the star you think you are. And it's like, okay, blah, blah. But me just said, me like crediting my team, just being happy after a win, and you just like, oh, blah, 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 that. Then it just had no, it had no correlation with anything else that was happening. So it's just out of, it's just random. Mm-hmm. And so it's hate. Like if uh, criticism would come in the right situation, because it's like, well, this, if you if you just if you let's say okay, talk, talk about like like Monty. If Monty just sitting there watching TV or whatever, and you just walk over there and you just give her a whooping, it's gonna be like what she she didn't do nothing. Blah, blah, blah. But if she does something wrong and then you give her a whooping, it's like okay, that's that's the context of what you're supposed to do. That mm-hmm. you don't just go beat her just to beat her. I might push her down. <laughs> just let her know I'm here. <laughs> but that's not beating there. That's just tough love right there. That, 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 if you're knocking, I do that to Sophie all the time. Just <laughs> knock her down sometimes just to be like, all right, get back up. All right, okay, cool. Just making sure you still got a little toughness. Yeah, yeah Shaq is a little, out here walking around. So. Shaq is a little weird in the way that he tries to. I, I feel like he's trying to motivate them in like a very weird, 
the last dances I took that personally type of way. But it's just the generational gap in it, it only works with someone you're familiar with. Like, if I don't give a fuck about your opinion, the what you think of me or my stardom is not gonna affect the way that I perform. You know, so Yeah, I mean I feel I agree with that. The whole it does make if for I don't good care TV. about your opinion. And I feel yeah, it does make good TV. And I feel that because of who he, th- because of who Shaq is, and everybody know who Shaq is. You say that name, everybody, because you know there's like just one Shaq out there that people talk about. You know, there's the Shaq Bear and all the other stuff in different sports. But when you say Shaq, everybody know who you talking about. Mm-hmm. So when you when you go stuff like that, when you because of who Shaq is, I feel like he thinks that other people. Cause I I guess because of how he thought mentally, you know, where he he even admits like where he made up scenarios and stuff like that, kind of like the Michael Jordan thing where he had the you, he like people saw him in one way, people said X Y and Z, he make up stories yeah. to make himself play better, mm-hmm. like that, like you were talking about the reverse psychology. Yeah. But a lot of the guys nowadays don't don't care about that. Like you say that they're like we don't care what you think. And that's why a lot of people, when you were talking, you see that even LeBron and KD were talking about, like, a lot of old guys need to stay back and be retired. They need to shut up and be retired. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them, a lot of the players now, they don't care what the old people, older generation, older players have to say. Yeah. When they say stuff, we're like, we don't care. We don't care what you have to say. We are playing now. You played back then. That's cool. We don't care what you have to say about us. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's that's just that's just how a lot of them think. So they, I think I can care. see where you're talking about with Shaq trying to go about that way, but they're just like we don't that doesn't work with us because we don't care what you think. Yeah, but th- these players do care, and that's why they respond, and that's why they family responds. Cause like th- look at Russell Westbrook, right? So Stephen A. goes on TV, he said what he says about Russ. Russ responds mm-hmm. with this long ass message, which essentially I get it, cause he he says you know I I made it to the NBA out of Compton, California, whatever. I, I'm a champion. Yeah, I was a champion once I made yeah, it. That's, but I mean, yes, yes, Russell. I'm glad you made it out the inner city. That's good. But you, you was kind of a champion once you made it to UCLA. If that's how you want to do it, right? Because that's that's out of Compton. Mm-hmm. You know, if you stay, if you stay for four years and you got your degree, you would have been like a champion of life. You know, but once you go to the NBA, like Stephen A is not saying Russell Westbrook is a shitty person. And that that's what kind of pissed me off about Russ's response. Like he's not saying like you're a shitty person and you failed at life. You're just not a winning basketball player right now. And that's a fucking fact. That's a fucking fact. I, 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 I guess. Like don't I mean, but all mean? Stephen A said yeah, was basically like he's but you gotta again. You gotta remember. To some people, it is a. It's still a job. I'm not saying it's like this in that situation with Russ. But for some people, it is still a job. Don't tell me. So not everybody. Not everybody wants to win 15, 16, 17, whatever rings. That, is your, that is your job. Don't come tell but me. No, you're no, no, no. Their job is to play basketball. I know, but I'm saying. But some people. But some people don't see it. That, why do you think you see a lot of players? The, when they come into the league, the the same mistakes and the same habits and the same things that they play, their same style they play when they come into the league is how they exit the no, league I, I agree. because they didn't look. You, yeah, like a lot of people just be like, "I'm getting paid. I got generational wealth. I did what I, I my 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 goal was to come here, make a bunch of money, take care of my family, retire, and just 
have generational wealth and not have to worry about nothing. <laughs> and that was my goal coming into doing this. Though that if I win a championship, cool, that's cool and everything. But a championship is not gonna feed my family. That's the championship is not gonna feed my family. That, that's so one, that's true, but that's not uh, we don't give a fuck about your family. We don't, we don't care about your family. Russell Westbrook, I want you to hear this right now. If you're listening, huge fan. I do not care how you feed your family. I do care if you do what you're supposed to do, which is win basketball games. Because that's why you that's why you signed a contract. That's why you have that contract, because you're good at basketball. No one no one makes it to the NBA because they're trying to feed their family. There's plenty of people that got hungry kids, starving kids that don't make it because they're not good at basketball. Russell Westbrook happens to be okay at basketball. And he's not performing to the standards. So that's when people are going to talk about you. You can't, you just can't get sensitive when someone talks about your basketball performance. When you get sensitive when your boss gives you an appraisal. I mean, no. Exactly. But I'm saying I, I I understand where you're coming from that, but I'll just go on based off of I'm, I, I agree that he shouldn't have respond. He didn't necessarily have to respond when people were saying with Stephen A saying those numbers don't mean nothing to me because you still haven't won anything. But I understand at the same time when Westbrook's like, I, I'm a champion. Like I've I've been a champion. I made it to the league. And then Dwight, remember when Dwight Howard said the same thing? He said, "I'm a champion at heart." Uh, like like I made it. I'm a champion at heart. He said that when he was with Houston back in like 2014, 2015 ish. He said, "I'm a champion. I, I like I'm I'm a champion at heart." And everybody slandered Dwight when he said, "Cause like you haven't won nothing, you haven't done nothing." He's like, "I'm a. I don't care what y'all say. I'm a champion at heart." There's a different. I made. There's it. a different. There's a different way to phrase that. Like you're, you're successful, you're not a champion because champions win championships. It's just that simple. It's just I, I'm real big on the English language. Words mean something to me, and it's just you. You didn't get no trophy for making it out of out of contest. Like I, I look, I made it out of Hampton. I'm a champion, right? No, I just made it out of Hampton. Uh, well, I am actually I am a champion. You know, 20, 2019 Tyndall Air Force Base flag football champions. Look it up. Hey, <laughs> talk about so, it. But yeah, so I just, I just, is I do respect. I I don't res, I don't like Russ's response. I respect the fact that he got to ride and die as a life. That also clapped back because you know you don't really see a lot of that in the NBA. You might see that a little bit more in the, in the football leagues, but yeah, I mean it's it's good to have a ride and die with you. He he won in that aspect, but as a champion. You just gotta go get a ring, man. I'll I'll be honestly excited to see when Russell Westbrook decides to you know be a ring chaser, because I I think with his I don't, I don't see that in, I don't see that in his, in his system in his DNA. And gonna, I don't see that in his Why? DNA to Why? be chasing. I feel like he's just gonna be the type to be like I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it my way because I feel like if he wanted to ring chase, he wanted to do that. Then that he could have changed. He could have, but he did not necessarily. Not necessarily. Bro. I don't. I don't think Bro. he was ring chasing when he went to Houston. OKC asked him where he would want to go, and he's like, he 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 wanted to go play with his friend. That happened with a homeboy with a friend. Players in the NBA. And yeah, yeah, like that. That that's not necessarily for a championship. How many people after Westbrook went to Houston said that Houston was a legit championship contender? Ain't nobody was saying that. Ain't nobody legit say that Houston was a championship contender when Russ went there. They, Everybody was like they could make some noise, Houston, they could upset a couple teams, a, but no one said they were going to be a Houston championship. Houston was team. always a championship contender with Harden alone. 
So when, when Westbrook, I don't necessarily. I say they were a play. They were they were a playoff contender, but a championship. They not, It was. It's tough to see them actually going all the way and winning it all. Winning it all. Like no, they they're not going to be favored in no matter who they go against it there. Whoever comes out the East, like I don't see them being favored. I don't see them um, except that year they had Chris Paul. Every other year, all those other years, I don't see them being favored. I don't think they were like legit title contenders. They were good teams. It's kind of like the Portland Trailblazers. They're a really good team, and they're always making noise because Dame's there. But are they? No one actually considers them a legit title contender. They just think that they'll go to the playoffs, make some noise, upset a team or two. You play them, mm-hmm. you're gonna be in a dogfight the whole time. But nobody's really, uh, nobody's really thinking they're gonna win at all. There's like, oh yeah, they're gonna be cool to watch, make some noise. You're gonna have to be on your p's and q's, but they're probably not gonna win at all. Mm-hmm. That's how people see them. That's how that's how I saw the those Houston Rockets teams. If you see if you see a team with two MVP players, and you don't think that team's a championship contender, then I just don't know what to tell you. But it's okay. But there's also context with it too. You just can say, "Oh yeah, there's two MVP players there," and blah blah blah. But then when they don't have the proper supporting cast and the system that they run, is it beneficial for both? Where both MVP caliber players are going to thrive? That D'Antoni offense, I didn't see like Russ. Th- like I didn't think Russ was going to thrive in it the way people. Like thought he was because Russ doesn't like to shoot threes. It's like, okay, the the paint's gonna be opened up so Russ can drive and everything. He can still stop and pop that midi, but a lot of times he's still gonna be off the ball with Harden with the ball in his hands. So when Harden kicks it to Russ, Russ not about to sit there and shoot that three consistently. And so Russ is going to stop, pop, pull mid range, do all the other stuff. And I know Russ was coming back from COVID and coming back from injury and everything whenever he came back for the bubble. But if you saw Russ in the bubble, he looked disgusting in that offense. Yeah. He looked disgusting in that. So he was, like, he was recovering from a hamstring injury, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I, it's, he still he was recovering, but still it didn't look like he was always in the best situation. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Russ wanted to leave after he after that. After he, I thought he thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to play with my homie. It's going to be cool. We're going to hoop. We're going to go make some noise, blah, blah, blah. But then when he actually got there and saw the system, saw how it was going to work, and saw how everything, he was like, I'm not feeling this. I don't, I don't like playing basketball like this. And that's why he was like, I want to get traded, and I want to play how I want to play. Like he said he want to go back where the ball's in his hand most of the time. And that's how he wants to hoop. He wants to get he bounced wants to in the hoop first like round. he was in OKC. Huh? He wants to get bounced in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. He wanna hoop his way. And so that's why I don't see him being uh what's called a championship like chaser because I feel like he's always gonna wanna hoop his way, regardless. He's gonna be like, yeah, X, Y, and Z, all that, but I still wanna hoop the way I wanna hoop. And that's why Stephen A and Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharps and Bakari Spells will be on his ass until he wins a ring playing basketball his way, which he won't. So, hey, man. Hey, not everybody wins a ring. It's not always about the ring. It's not always about the ring. Don't be one of those. Generational wealth. Don't be one of those. Don't don't be one of those. Hey, generational wealth. He's taking care of his family. You play to win the game. You might. No. I mean, yeah, you play to win, but you, not everybody's goal. Like, yeah, obviously when they get out there, they're going to play hard and everything, blah, blah, But not everybody's dream is to be like, 
yeah, I want to win multiple championships. Like I said, not everybody's dreaming. I don't care. Some people like they like they, that is your job. If sir. they win it, that is if your they job, win it, sir. If they win it, then cool. If not, they were still successful. Successful is subjective. So yes, they're subjective. I mean, so using your logic, that means like ninety nine percent of the NBA every year is not successful, and they didn't do their job. Hundred percent. Ah man, hundred percent. What I'm not saying that they should be cut. Like they're not competent. They're competent. I mean, to to execute, to win a championship, yeah, to execute at a very high level. There's not a big margin for error. You know, a lot lately, a lot of these championship teams have had the top three, top five players on their teams. So it's it's like that sometimes. I understand, but there there is a clear goal when these when these people line up in preseason camp. And they're like, yo, what is our objective? It's not to hoop and see where we end up. No, it's to win the fucking championship from the fucking Lakers to the motherfucking Washington Wizards. Everybody's goal is to win a championship. Now, that shit gets real, you know, a couple months into the season. You see that that may not be been a realistic goal, but that's still your job. Even, even when you're in the fucking ninth place, it's still your job to make sure you make the playoffs and then make it run and then win a championship. That's just their job. That's just the fact of the matter. Is it realistic for every team? No, but it's still your job. If you don't do it, you fail. I'm not a very cup half full type of person. We don't agree to disagree because Russ, Russ, Russ doing what Russ do. Russ, I rock with you. You know, all that. I got I got the what's called I got the zero twos in my closet right now. I rock with them, anything like that. You know, little Uzi. Now I do what I want. Everything. Russ, if you listen to me, I'm like a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Man, get out of here. Well, we go. We need to go ahead and close it out anyway. Cause we've been going for a while. We've been rapping for a while. Um, this go ahead. I hope. I hope the rest of y'all have a good Monday morning, and I hope it is is good. You know, we starting your week off right. Hoping everything's good. You know, this this podcast gives you give you that extra push to finish through the week and everything. Yeah, man. Work off that um, Easter dinner. Yeah, yeah, you definitely gotta do that. That 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 Easter, that Easter dinner, that oh you need you definitely need to get that stress out of you too. I know a lot of people gonna have family over. You know, some people, you know, the family's rejuvenizing. But some people they're like, dang, they gotta see them again, gotta see all that. So, you know. Work that stress off. Go go for a walk. Go for a run. Go be healthy this week. Go go do a good deed. Buy somebody lunch. I don't know. Get some good karma in your life. I don't know. But anyways, like we always say here, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself, kings. And we out.